Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Eshin Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, Zen and Relationships. Actually, this is really about making your spiritual practice, your relationship is your spiritual practice. Actually, it's true. And it's so wonderful because we can practice it all the time. We don't have to only practice it when we're sitting quietly by ourselves or with our sangha. And of course, our sangha are our relationships. Sangha meaning the group that we practice with. Even if it's one person, that's your sangha. Even if it's your kitten, that's your sangha. The plants, the sky. We always have companionship, always have sangha. I love that word. It's such a beautiful word. In a way, the image I have of that, of companionship, of relationships, of sangha, is those that enclose, we're kind of enclosed in, in a hug, in the circle of life, in the blessing of companionship, in the gift, it's a gift, of connectedness. Uh, you can use any word you want, but what we really try to do here. And I try to do, but what we do here is leave the words behind and go to the direct experience of sangha, connectedness, at oneness. At oneness and at peace are the same always, of course. It's the same thing. Because if you are at one with someone, something, some moment... That means there's no opposition between you, no separation, no division, tearing apart, power struggles, criticism. Oh my goodness, so much going on in our usual relationships. I was going to say normal relationships, but that's really, that's not normal. It's usual. It's usual. Because we see ourselves in opposition to life itself, life. Life is there and I'm here. And don't you come after me, life. I'm going to protect myself from you. Wow. What a way to live. And that is the way we all live. We have to protect ourselves from life. Don't know what's coming next. Could be a flood. It could be a storm. It could be, God forbid, a plague. Who knows what's coming next? That's our mentality. What kind of danger? What kind of assault? We live our lives as if we are being assaulted. That's a very strong word. But it's true. Experientially, that is how we feel. And we have to create more and more defenses and protections against these assaults, which are actually continuous. For some, if you wake up and it's a very rainy, cold, cloudy day, ah, oh, that's an assault because I needed it to be sunny today. I have a plan, I have a vacation, I, have, I want the sun, I want this, I want that. And when we don't get what we want, we're being assaulted, we're being confronted, we feel, by a world, by a life that stands in opposition to us. And this confusion, this delusion, 
is itself actually the entire source of all our suffering. It really is. It's a very, very, very lethal belief, so to speak, or perception. It takes away our ease, our happiness, our kindness. It's very hard to be compassionate and kind to a world that's an enemy, that at any moment is going to come and get you. Well, when I speak of it this way, it almost sounds paranoid. It sounds like a paranoid way to live a life, and it is. And there is a part of our consciousness, every single person's consciousness, that has that paranoia built into it. So it's not a question of blaming yourself for being like this, but what we're not doing here, there's no blame for anything or anyone, but there's let's look at it together. It's an exploration. This exploration is precious, sacred, holy, beyond, beyond. What To be able to explore what's truly going on begins to remove us from this cage of pain that we are trapped in. Many people don't want to see or explore because they feel, oh my gosh, I couldn't tolerate that. That's horrible. They just couldn't tolerate it. That's how they feel. T.S. Eliot wrote an incredible line in one of his great poems which said, humankind cannot bear very much reality. What a statement. Actually, we are reality. We can bear it. We not even bear it. We can enjoy it. We can appreciate it. But it's true that our experiential encounter is, oh, I can't bear this. I can't bear that. This is too much. This is horrible. This is not acceptable. That seems to be our reactions again and again and again. So rather than try to change that reaction, which is what we do, let's look at the reaction itself. Where is it coming from? Why are we going through this again and again and again? We'll go through it and then it will subside and then we'll have a beautiful experience. And then again, we begin to distance ourselves or withdraw from a moment of oneness I'm not going to use the word love because love has so many connotations, which is not actually what love itself is. I'm going to do another podcast, I mean another episode called Love Itself, and that's something else which is so beautiful. But rather than call it love, let's call it at one, oneness, at one I am my brother, my brother is me. Am I my brother's keeper, my sister's keeper? I am my brother and I am my sister, not about keeper. It's beyond being my the keeper. I am my brother and sister. I am my neighbor. And in that I amness and that connectedness comes not just deep, deep peace and what I could call love, but beyond that even such a sense of communion with the vastness of of our lives. Let's call it the vastness of our lives. I love that phrase because it's inclusive of everything, of everyone. We can also use the word God, divine spirit, higher self. There are so many words, but they're just words. 
what we want to do is to actually enter the oneness, recognize, recognize that it's not dangerous, just the opposite. It's the opposite. It's the safest, most beautiful, most welcoming place you could be. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. My my Zen master, who, as you know, has passed away, although he's not passed anywhere, he's so present these days, he used to say over and over again the phrase, our upside-down views... And I listened to him for many, 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 many years, many, many years, which feels now like the flickering of a second. But at the time, it felt like many years. And he would say that over and over again, <clears throat> our upside down views. I, of course, I just heard it. And it sounded good. <laughs> it sounded smart, sounded right. But I didn't really get it, see it, know it. Sometimes these days I actually get it. I know what he was talking about. I see how not only the world seems sometimes to be turned upside down, but it's not the outside world that we need to focus on. That seems to be just a reflection of what's happening within our own upside down orientation. Beyond a belief even. Our, our own lack of gravity, balance, place, just seeing, being with the world as it is and with ourselves because there is no difference between ourselves and the world around us. We are the world. We're part of it. We're part of the thunderstorm when it comes. We're part of the beautiful person and the person who comes, who doesn't seem so beautiful, who might seem threatening. We are that as well. When we see that, that oneness, that connection, they're not coming to harm us. They're not coming in opposition. They're just coming to show us something. They're just appearing, coming into our lives. That is such a deep and wonderful Zen koan. Someone is coming into my life. An event, an experience, a person, a dream. And and we go into war. We fight with it. We oppose it. We analyze it. We defend against it. Rather than just being, let's just see what it is. Let's just experience it. Let's try something different. Let's welcome it. I mean, by that, really welcome it. And once we begin to get the taste and the glimmer, it takes a little while, but all of a sudden you will get a real taste. could be out of the blue one day. Oh, that taste of oneness between you and what is coming. You really won't be able to go back. To the, to the opposition in the same way you were before. You won't be able to feel as threatened. You'll kind of begin to see through it, the lie, the upside-down view that the world is coming to harm or to oppose you. That's something we believe, we think, we and we react to it before it's even happened. We prepare for it. And by keeping that mindset, of course, we manifest it, we create it. We, well, in other words, we experience it that way. 
in a, in a sense, Zen is a very radical practice because it says your experience is up to you. One person can see something is very threatening and dangerous, and the other, standing right next, a block away, a few steps away, can see the same thing through the eyes of oneness, of love, and not feel threatened at all. Wow. Now that's a wow, to really take that in. That as the world appears for you, and as you are reacting to it, it's in your own hands. It's, it's you. It's all you creating these experiences. By the way you see it, by the way you respond to it. That's actually a very big blessing and gift. It's very empowering because we can stop and step back and say, okay, I'm not being threatened. I'm just perceiving it that way. Let me become quiet. Let me try something different. Let me just be here with whatever is coming. Not fight it off, not hate it, not judge it. It will immediately change and become very different in your experience. And then it'll move along. It'll move along. Because what keeps something attached to us, stuck to us, hurting us more and more, is our resistance to it, our hatred of it. We fight it, it fights, and the fight just gets revved up. It goes on stronger and stronger, more and more. But if we put that down, even for a few minutes, just put that down. Don't do that. It's, that's within your power. Just be there with it. Welcome it. Thank it for appearing. Wow. That's a big, big, big practice. It's a very powerful practice. Even something I'm so afraid of, thank you for appearing and see what happens. I really mean it, though. Mean it. Mean it. Just for one moment. Thank you for appearing. Thunderstorm comes, difficult person, thank you for being difficult. Thank you for appearing. wouldn't say for being difficult, but just thank you for appearing and, and experience it in its totality. That experience of it in its totality, excuse me, does create oneness, is oneness, doesn't create it, but it is oneness. Originally, we're one. It's all this battle with what's happening that creates the separation and the difficulty. So it's very easy, actually. It's also very, very easy. <coughs> Excuse me. It's very, very easy to enter that oneness. <laughs> we don't have to create the oneness. We just have to step back from the fights, the, the defenses. The anguish, the anger, just let that part go. Be brave for a few moments to truly welcome something that might seem threatening, seem, seem upside down views. Wow, this podcast has a lot in it, this particular episode, a lot of, a lot to, to mull over. Just mull. I like that. I always love the uh, the concept of let's mull over this, which doesn't mean think about it. It doesn't mean obsess about it. It means 
like a cow chewing its cud. Let me taste this idea and just chew it. Live with it. Be it. Not think about it. Experience it. We keep returning to that word. You know, our, our, we have so much wisdom, so many, so many sources of understanding. We have a visceral brain in our tummy and in our feet. We have so many, many, many parts of ourselves other than our thinking mind that provides so much wisdom and information and knowingness. So if we can let, let the pictures in our mind go for now while we are mulling over it, while we're it's like sitting with a colon, just be there with it. Let it do what it does and let your whole being engage with it. And, you can, and your thinking mind can step out of the way for a little while. And then a little while longer. And like that. It's like a new kind of dance that we do. Wow, I'm looking at the time all of a sudden. It's almost over. Our, our meeting, our joyful, beautiful meeting for today, for this week. It's almost time for it to end for today. But let me thank you. Thank you for, for listening. I, I love doing this. I love sharing with you. I feel all of you there, here, with me. And I'm with you. So thank you again. Um, the URL for the podcast is zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you want to write me a little email or whatever, topspeaker at yahoo.com. I recommend my book, Zen Play, <laughs> Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive. It has some wonderful little exercises in it in terms of making your life into a koan or making your whole life into practice in a very natural, joyful way. And I thank you again, and you have a beautiful, beautiful week. Take good care.